Yeah, I think when you're playing a Thiago, I think the midfield you have to play alongside Thiago is very specific. I think you have to play a guy who defends very well. And in Bayern Munich, they had a, they had a Joshua Kimmich that can Kimmich, do that. Yeah. And then ahead of him, you have, to, you have to play a guy that creates in the final third. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in, as much as, in as much as Thiago is a creator, he's not a final third creator. Yeah. So Bayern Munich had a Muller. So yeah. Thiago is kind of there to just hold that balance. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Liverpool, you don't have that. You have their midfield, which is very, like you said, like Nadim said, it's very energy based. They don't really get a lot of production from their midfield. So then when you call on a, on a guy like Thiago and you're not creating chances, you're going to look at the most creative player in the team, which is Thiago. But that isn't his job. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like Liverpool haven't, um, they haven't accompanied him with a midfield that he's kind of used to and the midfield that he can excel with. Because this, this midfield. Yo, juicy, I'm in a battle like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich. But if you reach his pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean. That's a one match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team. So I can't ride out for the team. If they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner. I oh, know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better. I'm trying to get my sterling up in this city, so see if we play. As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. But all the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle, we get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamat scene, wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah. Uh, I got my eye on the ball, uh, I got my eye on the ball, yeah. I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball. Alright, welcome back to Eyes on the Ball. Showboy Darren, uh, back with the Sunday episode, man. You know how we do, back as usual. But um, we got a different lineup for you guys today. Man down in Daniel, you know he's got some uh, connection issues, so we brought in um the big shoot on the dim. But obviously we got Josh in the building as well. What are we saying, man? It's calm, man. Obviously Daniel's out with a hamstring injury, but it's calm though. We got. You got tanks and reserves, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Trust, I, I, I said it. I think I, I said it um, last week. I said Jota. Jota's in the building. You know, oh, when it, one man. of the front three goes down, Jota slots in. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. I'm doing my best. Daniel's been playing like Firmino lately anyway, so it's calm. Aye, you feel me? You feel me? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm I, man, speaking of Jota, fam, they could have done with Jota today, boy. But um, let, let's get stuck in, man. There's only one place to start. Um... Yeah, Josh. Very Aye. impressive showing from you guys today. Thanks, thanks. Um, at Anfield, Liverpool lost their third game in a row at Anfield. Now City stamping their authority on the league, you know, making some serious, serious noise. Um, but Josh, talk to me, man. Go ahead. Big picture takeaways. Uh, uh, how do you feel right now, man? Pole position Sam. right now to go that and win it all. Well, see, me, me, I'm over the moon, man. I'm over the moon, bro, because... Uh, I don't know, man. The way we're playing, the, the, the authority we're playing with, the arrogance we're playing with, and... You know, it's really and truly, bro. Let me, not even, let me not even be fake, because beginning of the season, when we've done our predictions for who you think is going to win, I picked Liverpool, man. Um, yeah. I, I did pick yeah. Liverpool. I picked us to come second, to be fair. Um, I had you, man. I had you, man. I had you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have more beliefs than me, man. But um, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just big, big picture. I think this kind of touches on a lot of of what we've been saying, what I've been saying over the past year or so, man. Um, 
there's a lot to touch on, but I'll start with the fact that when I mentioned that um, last year when City weren't as good as they've been, um, it's, it's because of the, the demands and the fatigue that you get from being so competitive over the past couple of seasons. And we've seen it with Liverpool, man. And I think their stretch of being competitive and dominant has probably even been longer than ours because they had that season um, when yeah, they, they just fell short of the title. Exactly. They had the finals and they just fell short of um, winning the uh, title and then they went and won it. So that's, you could say, three seasons really and truly yeah. that they, they've been at the top, man. And, bro, it, it happens, man. There, there, there's wear and tear. There's, there's lack of... Um, I won't say lack of ambition, but the, the, the motivation and the desire that you once had um, is not really there no more. And you can, you can kind of see it, man. And um, in as much as, yeah, Liverpool do have the injuries, uh, it is a silly excuse, man, because this is the same team that last season was screaming that over 50% of their players are world-class players. So now you've got two of your centre-backs that are out. And I would only say one of the centre-backs are world-class anyway. you still got exactly. the rest of your team there. And you're not able to perform, man. Do you know what I mean? So... You you got to look at Klopp here, man. Do you know what I'm saying? The same criticism that Pep was facing, you got to look at, um, at, at Klopp, man. And on Pep as well, I'm not even going to say that the man on, on the pod was doubting him, but just around social media and, and just, I don't know, there was just a lot of chatter about whether Pep is done, whether you can do it. And I did say it as well, bro, like, he's going through an adjustment period because this season is different. Do you know what I mean? You haven't got um, Aguero consistently as you had the, the past few seasons. Do you know what I mean? You basically played the whole season without a striker, really and truly. Um, so it's had to adjust, man. And, 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 and yeah, exactly. And the beginning of the season, it was rough. Do you know what I mean? There were games where we've done well, and it was just, it was just inconsistent overall. Do you know what I mean? But I just pinned it down to Pep, just trying to really find out what he needs from this team because Pep's always going to stay, always going to play a style of football that we expect him to play. But how does that now fit in into this modern era of football? Do you get what I'm saying? And I think that that transition period is what he's kind of going through at the time, but. Now he's, he's, he's got it down to a team, man. And just down to their players, bro. I think Gundogan, look at the right. second coming of KDB, bro. Like, he's crazy, reborn, like. bro. He, no, like, no not reborn, crazy. but the resurgence is crazy. It's, it's done, bro. We're, see, we're, seeing, we're seeing Borussia Dortmund, KD, um, uh, Gundogan, bro. And, uh, <laughs> fam, that, he's, he's just on a, on, on a mad form right now, bro. I think, I think the, the, the pen... I, I think it's great. <laughs> like, his, his game today, after missing the pen... A lot of players, you know, their head's gonna go down because one, you missed the pen, and two, is a huge game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And plus, we we we've been in a situation before where we missed a penalty yeah, at Anfield, and it's kind of decided the game kind of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and the first half, of the game was pretty much on his hinges. Man, it wasn't a great first half, yeah. but I feel like both both teams kind of like testing each other and stuff like that. So I feel like that penalty could have been big. Do you know what I mean? But he missed it. He came back in the second half and scored two goals, man. And then Raheem and you could actually tell how much he wanted to get it back as well. Hundred um, percent, bro. Raheem actually killed. Trent, that whole game. Oh, by the way. oh. Like, hey, hey, Josh, you're touching on so many points that we have to dive into, fam. Bro, I'm, so I'm, 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 trying, I'm just trying to glimpse over it. Like, this briefly, it's, 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 it's briefly, so much that we have Raheem, to talk. Raheem absolutely killed Trent today, bro. Do you know what I mean? Bam. I think oh. Trent was out of his depth, man. And it's, it's, it's been what something that we've, we've been saying for, for a while now. Is Trent really the best right back in the league? Because when it comes to one on one defending, He's not up there at all. Do you know what I mean, in as yeah. much as he gives you going forward, at the same time you're defendable. You have to be able to reliability. Exactly, your team has to be able to rely on you defensively, man. And, and they weren't there today, man. In as much as Fabinho gave away the penalty, Raheem went past um, Trent like he wasn't there, bro. It happened twice on two occasions. You know what I'm and saying? Trent was just left there stranded, by the way. Bro, he didn't exactly. watching Raheem. 
And and but I think that will touch on to what we're gonna get into later regarding system players. But um, yeah, my final point regarding the players is Phil Foden, man. Stop. <laughs> Stop putting the I think I think bruv, the, the debate as to who the best young player in the league is 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 it's not even it's not wait, even clear wait, at this point. Was man. it was it ever a debate? Bro, we were debating it here, bro. Some people, it was a some debate. It was a debate. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then Green with a head of uh-uh. head of folding. You know well, I, a, I, 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 I know you're not saying that me, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Bro, at, at some point it was a debate here. I, I personally think it was, but um, yeah, I feel like he, he put a nail in the coffin, man. And yeah, no. the versatility and, and, and how dynamic he is is incredible, bro. He was playing today in a full line position. He hasn't played that position before, but um, his overall play was great, man. Creating chances. His goal like was ridiculous, man. And in as much as um, Alisson had a blunder today, if you look at the way he took his goal, it's very, very hard to defend against that and to keep yeah, that shot out yeah. because it's not even as if he, he got out of his feet, bro. Ex- bro, as soon as he got out of his feet, he's it whipped. Done. He didn't yeah. take a pause or just that bat, bat, shot. It's like then um, Jermaine Defoe kind of finishes. Do you know what I mean where trust literally, me, literally me. out of his foot and bang? He's um, in the back of the net before the bro, keeper even knows. Li- li- literally, bro. And um, yeah, man, a, a lot of credit to him, man. A lot of credit to Pep as well because we heard a lot yeah. of talk about oh, Pep doesn't grow young players. Right, right, right. We saw what he done with Jaden Sancho. He wasn't prepared to be patient with Sancho and all this stuff. But look what he's doing with Foden, man. I feel like he's brought in Foden at the right time. When we wanted him to kind of have a break, we we're kind of thinking, why isn't Pep giving him the chance that he he, he needs? But um. He he has, he has a chance now and he's taking it, man. So, yeah, man. Listen, I'm not going to talk... You're not going to talk about Liverpool, innit? Today, I'm talking about my team. Yeah? <laughs> I'm talking about my team today. But, yeah, that's me, man. No, I hear it, man. Um, yeah, let, let's get stuck into Liverpool a bit, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Van Dijk. One of the things I got written down... Like, Van Dijk is a guy that they're missing. Do you know what I mean? He's the piece that... Um, it feels like has come out of the deck and the whole house has come tumbling down. It feels like Liverpool were a house of cards. You take out Van Dyke, the whole thing has come crumbling down. Um, I think they're, they're fourth in the table right now. Can't score a goal at Anfield. Can't keep clean sheets. Can't score goals anywhere, to be honest. Um, Nadim, like, what does it say about the rest of the guys, as in the front three, uh, the other guys in the midfield, whoever you want to point at, and Klopp, that, this is how far they've fallen just because um you know they lost Van Dyke. I don't think I don't think it says much about them. I think it's a knock-on effect, basically. I think Van Dyke did so much. He allowed Liverpool to do so much that it's obviously going to affect you. I don't think it it affects you from first or fourth. I think it's more like first or second. But there's so much going on with Liverpool. As Josh said, you know, when that fourth season is always the hardest season. You can see, like, you know how Liverpool used to be so intense, they used to press. Now, they played Man City exactly how Man City would want them to play, like, relaxed, mm. let the game be smooth. It's a very chilled game. Liverpool used to run at Man City defenders. John Stones, Laporte, company used to come off the field. I used to be so frustrated because they didn't have any time. Mm. Now, the game today just seems very relaxed. But So, I don't think it's... But should I we blame Klopp for that, though? Do, do we blame Klopp for that? I mean... I guess so, but I think it's also mental fatigue. Like, this team has been doing non-stop for the last four years. They've been going for trophies. This season, they haven't, they barely had a rest. They came back and that front three plays each and every game. Actually, I do blame, I do blame Klopp from this perspective. That Aston Villa game, I don't know why Mane, I think it was Firmino as well, were playing. He needs to find a way to rest these guys when he can because they, they are bound to be tired, especially the fact that Jota is injured. So I think Van Dijk, in the way he switches the ball, obviously he's defending. 
it, it obviously allows Henderson to play in midfield and he's the energy guy and he crosses the ball really well. So they're missing a few things from like a tactical perspective. But I, I do think there's, it's more mental. For, you can just tell they just look tired. They look so tired that yeah. I, I don't... It's, it's what happened to Man City last season, but on a worse scale, effectively. Yeah, no, no. Nadine made some good points there, bro. It, especially in, in regards to the pressing. And I feel like that's one thing I definitely noticed mm-hmm. in the first half, man. Um, I feel like City came into the game with the mentality of, if we're going to get anything out, it's going to be a battle. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I feel like that's the kind of intensity and tempo we want to come with. But the way Liverpool were, you, you know, you know, in situations where like something throws you off guard, and you're like, wait, hold yeah. this this isn't going how we kind of expected it to go. So I feel like that even took us a tick back as well because we didn't play with the intensity that we need to play with in the first half. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very you standoffish. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. And and bruv, I'll be I'll be real, man. I'm gonna pin it down to Klopp, man, because you're you're the manager of. What was supposed to be the best team in the world in, in Europe in the past in the past few years, man? And yep. you have you have to get it right, bro. Injuries yeah. are part of the game, but you but have to be able as a manager to, to adjust to that. That's and you know what? That, let's, yeah. let's follow up from there, in it because ex- what what I wanted to touch on exactly what uh, you said, Josh. In terms of injuries are part of the game. Um, yeah, I think that the, the centre back issue is a big one. Like that one, maybe we can uh, give him a bit of slack, but. How much do we blame Klopp for the inability to embed Thiago? Do you know what I mean? Because I think mm. they've only got one win since Thiago's uh, been inserted into the lineup. Uh, I think it's like six, seven games now. They can't buy a win, can't get goals. It just feels like, you know, that, that they haven't adjusted to having him in the lineup. Um, so again, Klopp, do we ask questions of Klopp? Like, Thiago, we know Thiago is a quality player. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Is it that Klopp can only play? one way in terms of that high press, high tempo style of play. And if the guys don't have the engines, they can't adjust. You know I mean, how, how, how yeah. do we hold uh, Klopp responsible? Th- th- this, is, this is something I've been, um, I've been kind of relaying to people. It's like, Thiago's a fantastic player, but what did Liverpool expect from him when they signed him? Like, exactly. if, you, if you look at what he was in, in Bayern Munich, he was, a, he was one of the most consistent players, of course, but if you look at his numbers, he wasn't a numbers guy. He wasn't a guy that's racking in 15, 15 assists and 15 goals a season. He's the guy that is in the end room and keeps things ticking. If anything, he's the pass before the assist guy. Exactly, he's the conductor. And that, that's yeah. what he is. So, for, when, you, when you watch him play for Liverpool, he is still a very good player. I don't think he's fallen short of, of the standards that you set at Bayern Munich. But it's like, what, what I think people are expecting more from him than what he actually is. Because if you look at Thiago, he's not a... He's he's not an attacking mid. He's not a De Bruyne. He's not a Ozil kind of player. Where he's never been a numbers guy. He's never he's never he's never been that kind of guy. He's the guy that keeps things ticking. Do you know what I mean? He's the guy that gets the rotation done in the midfield and stuff like that. So I think you're right, bro. For Liverpool, it's about what kind of system do you want to play to to kind of incorporate him very well. But even then, it's like Thiago's not a guy that you build a system around. Like I said, he's the guy that he gets the ball, he 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 sprays it. He I mean gives the killer passes and stuff like that. But he's not the be you and Endel, do you know what I mean? Your yeah. system can't rely on a Thiago, but the way Liverpool play it, it is kind of the opposite of what Thiago is for because they they are best when they're attacking down the flanks. Do you get what I'm saying? So I, I don't know, man. It's like I, I don't blame this thing on on Thiago, but it's like I don't I don't know what people kind of expected from Thiago coming in. Yeah, it's it's this, the same thing basically. Like Thiago has never been the 
that 15 goals a game, 20 goal, 20, 15 goals a season, 20 goals a season guy. I actually read something when he was coming that said if football was just purely aesthetic based, he'd probably be the best in the world because that's that's what he is. He's not mm. the guy that he's not Bruno Fernandez. He's not the burner. But I, I think when I look at what Klopp was trying to do this season, it seems like he's trying to change his midfield because, as you said, it seems like. Liverpool's attack comes from the fullbacks, from the wingers. It, it comes down the wings. If you see that he's, this season, he's trying to use Curtis Jones more. He's trying to use Thiago. He's, he's, that's what Naby Keita's probably used, brought in for. He's trying to use Shakiri in midfield. So it seems like he's trying to bring more creativity through the midfield. It just seems like he hasn't figured out Thiago and Thiago hasn't figured out Liverpool yet. And that's, mm. it just seems like they're, they're both confused. But I don't think... I don't think he's played badly. Like I don't think he's had like a shocker. Yeah. I just think yeah. that he's not at the level he was at Bayern Munich. But it's not mm. because of him, or it's not because of it's just because nobody has configured it, each other out yet. I think they've only had nine, ten games as well. It's still yeah. a small sample size. So I think, I think he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a luxury player, man. I feel like Thiago's yeah. the guy that you kind of bring in just to put the cherry on top. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When you when you when you are dominant in everything, because that Bayern Munich team they were dominant in all their, in all areas, yeah. and, and mm. you put in a guy like Thiago, and it's like you can't really get near them. You can't really get him. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but, but that yeah. Bayern Munich team as well, they weren't they they're not the intense team that Liverpool are. They had mm. guys like Lewandowski and Muller, and they have a press, but they're not Liverpool pressers. They, yeah. they they were keep the ball possession base, switch it, yeah. all that stuff. Have Alfonso Davis running behind. Mm. All that thing, so they're very, he's very different to Liverpool, so it's just changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's interesting for me because I, I think there's there's different ways that we can see it in terms of you know, would we say Thiago's a Jorginho Rodri type guy? In which, because Josh, you know, how we were saying the Premier League is tough to adjust to the Premier League for those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, a lot of it is the combative DMs, not the, the um, the conductor type mm. DM. Do you know what I mean, so is it is it that in terms of um, Thiago struggling to to impact Liverpool, or is it Klopp being unable to utilize him and adjust to a more possession based style rather than a up tempo style? Do you know what I mean, I, how, how do you man see it in terms of who, who should we be looking at? What are the reasons why? Because we know because, he's a great player. Yeah, I think when you're playing a Thiago, I think the midfield you have to play alongside Thiago is very specific. I think you have to play a guy who defends very well, and in Bayern Munich they had a they had a Joshua Kimmich that can Kimmich, do that. Yeah, and then ahead of him you have to you have to play a guy that creates in the final third. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in as much as in as much as Thiago is a creator, he's not a final third creator. Yeah. So Bayern Munich had a Muller. So yeah. Thiago is kind of there to just hold that balance. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Liverpool, you don't have that. You have their midfield, which is very like you said, like um, Nadim said, it's very energy-based. They don't really get a lot of production from their midfield. So then when you call on a, on a guy like Thiago and you're not creating chances, you're going to look at the most creative player in the team, which is Thiago, but that isn't his job. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like Liverpool haven't, um, they haven't accompanied him with a midfield that he's kind of used to and the midfield that he can excel with because this this midfield is, is just high energy, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, I think yeah. he's more of a City-type player. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that's what I was thinking. That's it, it would thinking. be... Yeah, he'll, he'll, definitely... he'll, do, he'll do craziness at City, bro. He, he'll That's what I'm saying. Well, he definitely because he's played for under Pep on, twice now at Barca and at Bayern. So he he'll, mm. he would come in and Pep would say, "You remember the system? Yeah, okay, yeah. sit down." But I also think if Fabinho or Henderson was in the midfield next to him and mm. not playing in the defense, I actually think he'd be better. But. That's one of the reasons I guess Van Dijk is missed. Van Dijk, the knock-on effect of Van Dijk's injury has been huge. 
Yeah. No, nah, for real, man. Um, uh, just <clears throat> last couple takeaways from that game. Mm-hmm. Um, huge win for City in terms of um, how many points could have United? I believe six five. points. Five. five. Five, yeah. Five with a yeah, game five, in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, City are setting the tone. You know, they're in pole position right now. Looking like the they're going to go on and win it. Um, Let me ask this question, though, quickly. Have City, uh, this season, have they looked like the City of old at any point? Have they looked like the, the best, like, by far the best team? I don't even the, think we've, we've looked at I think it's a good yeah. question, yeah, Sergio. It's a good question because I like the way they've gone about it this time because, for me, we had questions of Pep. Like, mm. he can only do it one way. It's plan A or nothing. Um, he, he can't... But people are even saying, oh, he can't teach defence, stuff like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Now, and I always say, I'm always a proponent of you've got to be able to win in a number of ways. And what mm. we've seen from uh, Ruben Diaz, John Stones, Gundogan, mm. that these are a whole new core of players that are about to lead, to lead you to a title. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think that's huge credit to Pep, man. Like, he's shown yeah. that yeah. You, you might have question marks, but he, he's a top manager. Top, no, you can ask any question to a top manager and they'll have the answers. Do I'm saying? Right. What he's done in terms of um, the, the, the defensive record, obviously, I think it's like 10... You can see I think four in our past 10 games or 13 games. <laughs> Bro, that, that's like some of the best defensive football we've seen. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is a new partnership that we're seeing. 100%. Even without... Like, Fernandinho is not playing the huge role that we expect as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not like um, it things are the same. He, he's mm. changed it up a lot. And the success is still there, man. No, I definitely... Someone on commentary was saying, if you told me at the start of the season that Cancelo, Stones, Diaz and Zinchenko would be the best defence in the league, I'd have laughed at you. Basically said he laughed at you. I would have slapped you. I would have slapped you. It's crazy what they... John Stones... Looks exactly right. what I picked. He's reborn. Really bro, Johnson's look at the Johnson's that we should, that we bought. That we yeah. thought, okay, this is who we're buying. Yeah. When you said fifty million Johnson's, that's that's right. That's yeah. Literally, right bro. But no, to, to answer Nadim, I don't even think this is the the best form that we've seen City in. I think our mm. titles winning season. I think th- those are probably better teams, man. But um, I feel like this season, like like Darren said, like it, it's different, and I like that we've gone about it. I feel like yeah. Pep has addressed a lot of the criticisms that were held against him. Um, in terms of, um, like I said, defence and, and, and player development. He said that, okay, cool. Um, when, when he came in, he had a company who is already a defensive leader, so defensively he didn't have to do much work on that. But he's now got a new back four. He's got a, a Ruben Diaz who's, who's come in. John Stones is looking like the, the player that, like you said, we, we yeah. brought... We brought Ruben Diaz, that guy is a special... He's only 23 years old. Bro, yeah. literally, literally. First year in the Prem. And and it's like you you've seen the improvements in each of them. Fair enough, Ruben Diaz is quite early on, but John Stones, Cancelo, um, Zinchenko. I hated. I used to hate Zinchenko. <laughs> Maybe it's because he's playing next to two reliable centre backs, but even then, he's still playing better. He's still like, okay, cool. When I see him in the starting lineup, I can rely on him. Do you know what I mean? Because he's been consistent throughout the season. Cancelo as well. Like Cancelo's always been a baller, but now I feel like defensively, he's sturdy now. Do you get what I'm saying? So. He he's and improved he, the back four massively, man. Is it now? It's a question because it used to be Kyle Walker, and that was it. Now it's a question of who starts. Like literally, literally. It's, it's, it's such a tough decision. But I don't know if we're gonna get into this. But I was looking at Man City start of the season. 
I think they had the hardest start to the season in the sense that the way they lost the Champions League and then they had to come back like a couple of weeks later to get started for the league, that was mm. obviously going to be difficult. The way they lost, that would mentally impact them. And you can tell yeah. in the first few weeks that they were they looked lethargic, they looked tired. Some yeah, of them yeah. didn't look like they want to be there. Be there. Like so frustrated, man. Yeah, you heard so many rumors as well. The players are tired yeah. of Pep. Like I think when he signed that contract, and then it was just like, okay, now this is the season starts, let's go. And ever since then they looked they looked the best team. Only in Europe, I look, even Bayern Munich haven't looked as good as them. Now listen, this this is we're only talking Premier League as well. We got Champions League to come. If Pep can yeah. go on and do a double, boy, Bro, this is this. me. Me like listen. In as much as this is great and that, I'm judging the season on Champions League, man. He's done. He's done this before, man. Mm. He, he, he's he's done the Premier League team before, man. Champions yeah. League. I, I feel like he gets that, and no one can utter a word to Pep. That's Aye, if he gets the Champions League, you got the League Cup final against Tottenham. You you could have a treble on your hands, bro. Bro, if, listen, I, I, don't get me excited. If you look, if you look across Europe right now, if you go look, you look across Europe right now, and you say who's the best team? Bayern Munich are not playing well. They're winning games, but they're not playing well. If they face elite competition, they could get they could get exposed. So, yeah. Man City are really the team that everyone is looking at and should look at and go. Maybe Atletico uh, Madrid as well. What's scary man, about them is they're doing it without some of their best players. Aguero bro. and the Bruno. Those are two. You man, chill, man. Chill, man. Oh, chill. But you know what? Let, let's let's move on in and we'll go to a you know uh, upsetting topic for me. But we got a touch on it. Obviously, United. We were supposed to be you know the 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 guy that was you know keeping City. Tested, you know, pushing mm. them. Keep, keep, keep us accountable. Keep us accountable. Yeah, exactly. Keeping you accountable on your way. I think you guys were always the favourites, but um, <laughs> we're expected to push you. Um, but listen, you, you uh, don't need to push yourselves, bro. No, bro. Listen. Uh, question I, I ask you, man, is were we ever for real? Do you know what I mean? We we the last couple of games we've been poor. Poor result against Arsenal. Poor result against Sheffield United. Carver Lewin gets the equaliser against Everton, and that was when we were in a position to where it was like make or break. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. That period was when it was either you're in it or you're not in it. I mm. think, we, in terms of the, the the period that I'm talking about, we were ahead of you guys, but then obviously, as I said, we dropped points. You mm. guys got an amazing run, took the lead, but um, were we ever serious contenders? Like, Josh, I'll start with. Did you ever take I, us seriously? I, I think, I think, I think. To your question, no. And yeah. reason being, I think every great team is kind of defined by their leaders. And Oli's statement during the week kind of summed up for me. He said to himself that you guys aren't contenders for the title, man. And I feel like once your manager, the head of the team, comes out with a statement like that, as a team, what does that say to you? And you look at you look at the um, the, the game against um, Everton now. So. It's the final minute, and your your centre back, your main man, is playing the whole <laughs> Everton team on side. Bro. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, no, no, no. That. Worse than that. Worse than that. Sorry to interrupt. My man is trying to get little ticky tack fouls when there's form in your own half. There's bro. four minutes to go in the game, and you're trying to get ticky tack fouls, bro, falling onto the ground. But as you... that fam, like this, this, this is supposed to be your captain Maybe, of the club, you know, bro, like. And and like I said, man, I think is is these kind of moments that really define the direction of your season, man. Um, because United, we didn't really expect United to be in this position. I mean, I don't think even they expected to be in this position. But once you're there, 
you have to forget about the expectations. You have to deal with the reality. And United haven't been able to do that, man. I don't, I don't think they've been, they've been built to cope with this kind of pressure. Um, and I feel like all these kind of mechanisms for dealing with it is to say, okay, let's put this off us. Do you know what I mean? Our, yeah. our, our goal isn't to win, win the title. So let's just kind of play free. And- that's been his mo since his whole tenure. He yeah. like last season and prior, he was saying we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding. Wait. Now it's um, wow, we weren't, we were never in title conversations. Um, yeah, and I think that's damaging to the team, man. It's, it's damaging to, to to your progression because yeah, well, at, at a certain point, you have to the, the switch has to just flick on. You can't, mm. you can't, how do I put? It? You can't always premeditate these things. Do you know what I mean, when the moment comes, you have to seize it. And you haven't been able to do that, man. Josh, that is a terrific point because when are you going to be able to say, yes, we're title contenders? Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? And it's, 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 sorry, Nadim. It, it will get to a point where if you're saying that to your players, that's a message you're communicating. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be thinking we need to, you know, the target's on our back. You know, we're... we're, we're con- you, do you get what I mean? We know winning a title is a gauntlet. And mm. you're not going to be prepared for that if your manager's out here saying, oh, we're not really in the race anyway. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Um, t- Nadim, talk to me a little bit more about that. Like, is that... Obviously, you can touch on the point you were going to make, but then also answer, answer the question. Like, if... Look, I want to quote Patrice Evra on this one. I don't condone violence, but if I was one of those Manchester United <laughs> players, if I was Bruno Fernandes, like Rashford, I don't care who, I would have gone into that dressing room after I heard that, and I would have said, I would have looked at Ole up and down. Why would you say something like that? First of all, if you're trying to play it down, listen to Brandon Rodgers when he plays it down. Listen to Guardiola. Listen to Klopp. These guys come in and say, oh, it's one game at a time. You know, mm-hmm. we're focusing you. on next week. You don't want to say, no, we're not winning the title. That's just disrespectful to all the points that your players have worked hard for. All the goals Bruno Fernandes is scoring. All the goals Rashford has been scoring. Everything that your team has been going through. It just just shows he has zero confidence. And at the end Mm. of the day, we know confidence is everything. But I will also say say this. You're saying you're not title contenders this year and you're second. Next season, there's no excuse. Next season, you better be title contenders. You can't be rebuilding. Put put, put more pressure on yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Bro, facts. Because now it's like... When do you call yourself title contenders? Are you always exactly. trying to be an underdog? Oli uh, yeah. sounds to me <laughs> a bit off topic. Just that. trying to stay afloat. This is I've been telling you for months. He, 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 he sounds to me like like the man when 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 in the in the dating scene when the guy says, "Do you know what I mean? Like I wanna I wanna be ready for a relationship. I have to have my my money intact. <laughs> I have my career in order." And bro, at a certain point, you have to be real to yourself. Like, there's never ever a moment where everything in your life is ticking in accordance. Exactly. Bro. Do you know what I mean? At some point, time, yeah. you're just gonna have to take a leap of faith, bro. Take the leap. You have to take the leap. If the moment is there, if, you have to take it. If the woman if, is there, you have to take it, bro. It's not I'm about you're ready, bro. Okay. That's it, <laughs> Otherwise, the opportunity will be gone. That's it. I'm Ole. That's it. I'm Ole. Just Shreve comes to interview me. Title race. I say, well, you know, we're taking it one game at a time. Right now, we're not the favorites, but you know, we're going to try and do our best. What's wrong in saying that? That's all you need to say. That's all you need to say. There's nothing wrong in saying that. That's all you need to say. I just, you earned, United earned those points. Like, the 50 points or the, I don't know how many points they have. They, those players are beaten away from home in a year. That's, I've never been the biggest Ole Gunnar social fan. I'm still not completely, like, certain that he's the right guy for that job. But, he's done a good job this season. It's okay to say my team is really good. Not mm. literally. It's, it's fine. literally. And, and that, that, 
Darren, it comes back to what you've been saying for time, man, incompetence. And the co- incompetence isn't just on the pitch, deciding a tactic and stuff like that. It's Thank off you. the pitch as well. What you say to your players, the kind of energy that you feed to your players. It, that, I think that's what separates Oli from a lot of these top-class top man. managers, man, because you have to be able to instill your confidence in, into the team, man. I always listen to to those like pundits, not not just in football, but like in NBA, NFL, and they always say, former players always say, when the coach goes to the press conference, it's not the media or the fans they're talking to, it's really the team. So yeah. if they go to the press conference and they're like, we need to be disciplined, we need to be this, it's to the team they're talking to, it's another mm. way to communicate. Mm. Ole just went and he told his team exactly to their faces, I don't think you're good enough. And mm. whether it's true or not, Maybe it is true, but you're not supposed that's to be sent. Yeah, that's the message he sent. And for me, it's ridiculous. Like, you don't come out and say that in the media. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That, that What message are you saying? I think that's just such a rookie mistake. Like, we, mm. and this guy gets so much leeway in terms of... He's been 10 or 12 years in management now. Like, yeah. how, how are you making those type of mistakes? And it's not even like you've been coerced. Who did he play under? Ferguson. Ferguson was a serial winner. He Ferguson was a chess player. He he always dictated the terms. Oli mm. is a victim. Mm. I, I I could not believe that quote when I saw. I, I was so shocked. No one says stuff like anyway. And I think I think even that the manner of it, it, it even it seems like a defeat, but the manner of the draw made it even worse, man. Because you guys are two know what at half time. Do you get what I mean? So coming that's, away that's, with a three three draw in the, in, in the last minute of the game. That isn't what you need to be hearing for your manager, man. To be honest, well, no, I know why, why, why it makes it even worse is because if they'd never scored that, you wouldn't have been saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't have exactly. been saying that if they didn't score that goal. So why yeah. is it because they got the equalizer? You're suddenly it's, saying it seems like he took his emotions to the game to the press conference. Like he was 100%. really frustrated with the team, and you went, "Nah, they can't do it." Like, yeah, that's, that's what you do, a rookie move right there. But something more I want to dive into in United. Um, just something I want to dive into because the stats are glaring in terms of we have United have the most goals in the league. Do you know what I mean? But we've conceded, I believe, 30 goals in 23 games. Um scary. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on our back line. You know, that's Harry Maguire, Victor Lindelof, Aaron Bissaka, Luke Shaw, David De Gea. Like, do you man think that because if we're talking about competing for titles by next season? What are these guys going to be able to get you know it done for us? You the that United it's the center backs actually. I think the fullbacks are fine. The center backs are suspect when you run at them, or like in around the penalty area they're fine. But if you like run with pace, or you run behind them, like teams seem to be doing now, they seem to struggle. I, I don't. United definitely have to fix their defense. I don't think Lindelof is the one because you spent eighty, Maguire, 80 million on Maguire. It looks like you have to you'll have to play him and he's your captain, so you can't drop him. I think they're they're defender, they're a couple of defenders away from possibly challenging. But I still can't get over that story that uh, was it Van Dyke told Charlie Austin when he said that it was between me and Lindelof. Yes. For I could not be, if you imagine if Van Dyke was in that. So the, stupidi- the stupidity of it is we were penny pinching in terms of that's why we didn't go and get Van Dyke because Lindelof we got for less than half the price. You know what I mean, Lindelof. Then uh, we ended up needing another centre back, and we ended up having to pay that price anyway. In terms of, we paid more for Maguire than Liverpool played uh, for, for Van Dijk. And if you're comparing them as players, there is no comparison what 
whatsoever. But, but um, yeah, all, they're not bad defenders, though. They're not. They're just very suspect at times. Yeah, no, that's fair, Josh. Um, how do you see it, man? In terms of the centre back pairing, like um, United for championship aspirations, like I think those guys aren't going to yeah. get it done. I think I think they're giving me Liverpool post Van Dijk post Allison vibes. Do you know what I mean? Where we saw Liverpool, where they were a team that they were free, they were free scoring, but their problems at the back. Pre, 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 pre Van Dijk. Yeah, pre, pre. What did I say? It's a post. Oh, did I say post? Okay, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, pre, pre Van Dijk, pre Allison. Sorry. Um, yeah, man, and I think it, like Nadim said, the the optimistic thing is that. You look at it and say, okay, cool. If we can bring in a pairing now which can suit this team, then we're in very good stand for the future because going forward, we, we, we've shown that we can score goals, we've shown that we can create, do you know what I mean? So if you can bring in a, 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 a Kubi Bardi kind of figure, or, I don't know, some, some, someone along those lines, maybe we're, 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 exactly, maybe we're, maybe we're in good stead, man. But um, it, it's definitely not, th- those figures are definitely not championship winning figures or title winning figures by, by, by any. By any margin, man, it's 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 not good enough, man. Like I said, it's, it's scary, even bro, really and truly, man. And yeah, man, you can't you can't blame you can't blame the fours on because they're doing their thing, they're putting the ball in the yeah. back of the net. But then it's it's, it's the lads behind you as well. And you got you got to even look at is the hair finished? Maybe have you got to bring in someone else with the hair? Um, <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke Shaw's having a season of, of 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 his life, man. He's been play. I think personally, he's probably the best fullback in the league right now. Best in the league anyway, right now. Let best. No, right you now argue, you, can, you can argue it. You can argue it. Luke Shaw's playing at the left. Who, can, yeah, who, who are you playing up then? Aguilon is probably the only other guy. There's a Scottish guy who plays for Arsenal. Who's oh, really this season. He ain't having a better oh, yeah. season. Than Luke Shaw. No, no, no. Come oh, on. All I'm saying no. is Tierney and Saka have been over. You know what? I should have known the bias was coming up. Oh, man. Yes, you're joking. No, no. I'm not, I'm not, no, we're not serious. No, Luke Shaw has been, he's been sensational. I'm not, you can't even, you can't even deny it. That cross against for Cavani the other day against Southampton, that's, yeah. that's who Luke Shaw has always shown it could be. Saka. Mm. But, yeah. Um, yeah, man. My stance on it is... I feel like the Harry Maguire signing can genuinely set us back years because, as you were saying to him, most expensive centre-back ever. I understand the price tag isn't on him, but in terms of United, you can't give up on that guy. No. You know what I'm saying? You can't give up on him. Most expensive centre-back in the history of football, captain of the football club, He, I think he's only not played um, two games since he showed up at the club. So every single game United are playing, Harry Maguire is a booking. Look how and long it took Arsenal to get over Mustafi, and that they barely they paid twenty five something. I don't remember how much. When you buy a defender, compare that to eighty five million Harry Maguire. And what scares me about it is what what how do we address it? Like even if we do bring in another centre back, for me Maguire hasn't even proven himself on this level. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't proven himself to be a, a, an elite centre-back. A Manchester United, uh, Liverpool, a Manchester City calibre of centre-back. So even if we do bring in a high-level centre-back, Maguire hasn't even proven that he can be a, a number two yet. Do you know what I mean? So it just feels like, how do we solve that issue? Not only that, for me, the window that we're in right now is a small one. Because... Mm. Marshall's having a poor season, but Cavani is picking up the slack. Mm. 
And obviously Rashford's having one of his best seasons. But we know Cavani's only got a couple years left. Do you know what I mean? Martial, he, his fortunes are, are just getting worse and worse, it feels like. Do you know what I mean? The, the question has just increased when it comes to Martial. So I, I can't trust United to bring in uh, Erling Haaland, a, a big-time number nine that can replace the production of a Cavani or even just give us a number nine. So it feels like the, the goals that were... Because we got the most goals in the league. It feels like that's not going to last. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Because I, I don't know where the influx of goals is going to come from just because mm. I can't trust the board. And then we're not really going to be able to address our defensive issues and we could lose Paul Pogba at the end of the season. That's so true. it just feels like th- the window is 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 really, really small. And that's why I feel like the Maguire signing it really set us back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We could have yeah. had a real window to do something here. And Maguire is holding us back. It's, it's, it's tough. If if I think if you pair Maguire, Maguire with a top-class centre-back, I think he's fine. Someone to cover for his mistakes. I was reading today about um, William Saliba at, when he's playing for Nice. He's playing next to, what's the other guy? John Claude Todibo. And apparently, Saliba just covers for Todibo's mistakes. Or if Todibo go presses, he covers for him behind. If you have someone to do that for Maguire, because he, he just gets beat in behind a mm. lot. And even the... But, that, yes, but that's what I'm saying in terms yeah. of... How do we know that's going to stop happening, even though we do bring in the top centre-back? Do you get what I'm saying? It just feels yeah. like teams will... Champions League football, teams are going to say, sit on him. He, he is going to... Give us chance. Yeah, did PSG say that? I think PSG said that before yeah. they came to. Yeah. Mm. I think. I think. I think for for Maguire, I think before you kind of get to that step where you're looking to ship him on, I think you need to bring in a competent manager because you got to think of it like this. Fair enough, he costed um, eighty five million m's or whatever, but there's a reason for that. You can argue that it was overpriced, but when he was at Leicester, he was a baller. Do you get what I'm yep. saying? So yep. it's not it's not as if you, you you're you're paying you're paying that amount of money for something that you've never seen before because we've seen what he can do. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like if you can bring in someone that knows what they're doing and and can actually bring out the best of Maguire because he he is he is like he's got mistake he's got a few mistakes in him on a game by game basis. But I do think he's a good player. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I just think that. It's been year after year of inconsistency for him. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's been, it's been coupled by the fact that United haven't been able to find a manager that can really bring out the best of all their players, man. So I feel like if you can bring in someone that can actually push Maguire to be better than he is, and, and if after then he still show no signs, then it's like, okay, cool. We really have to wash our hands with this guy, man. But I think, you know, I, I don't maybe not a change of manager, but if you brought someone like a defensive coach in to help him, or a defensive coach, someone who specializes in defense to help yeah. the two center backs. I think that you can at least, you know, pass some time before you look to buy someone else. I also mm. think at Leicester, Leicester to help the center backs, more so to help Oli because, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with Josh in terms of Oli's. But also, also, I think we'll Manchester United got conned in the sense that when he was at Hull and when he was at Leicester, the teams that used to sit back. Yeah, so that yeah. you can never run in behind them. Mm. At United, they have a high line. It's, it's Manchester United's responsibility to understand those were the systems in which he was successful. 
that's not going to be the case at Manchester United. So mm. that's not that shouldn't be a guy we're going at. Do you know what I'm saying? We 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 want we want to play a high line, play attacking football. So we need centre backs that can run. Harry Maguire is is a when we call him a bus, it's not an overstatement. It's not an overstatement. Like any striker with any semblance of speed can run right past it on. Do you know what I mean? Now, for me, it just feels like he, 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 you can never trust the back line as long as he's there. Do you mm. know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's tough, man, being a United fan, knowing that's the case. Especially when I was such a big fan of his before he even came to United. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, what I'm seeing now is just like, it's tough to watch, man. But um, let's dive into to a little bit of VAR and um, referees. Obviously, we had the, the incident with Mike Dean um, with so the Socek sending off. Um, a couple incidents that have just been dubious throughout um, the, the season. We know VAR, it's, it's really just discrediting the referees, if I'm being honest. Like, you might get the, the odd decision right here and there in terms of overturns and stuff like that, but it just feels like there's so much uncertainty now when it comes to um, whether like decision-making and stuff like that. But um, how, how do you man see it in terms of that? What, how has the impact of VAR impacted uh, games? I, 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 how do you view, you view VAR? I guess I'll just leave it at that. Go on, Dean. I, I think VAR is more part of the solution than the problem. I think the problem is the rules. And I also think you also have issues with the referees who don't want to change their decisions. It's okay for the ref the other day, the Benarek situation, it's okay for him to look at that and go, I made a mistake, Marshall dived. You know, it wasn't really a, a penalty. And we're seeing so many instances now of where the refs will make a bad decision and they won't overturn it. I don't know why. Is it pride? Is it you just don't want to admit that you're wrong? Then, because it's affecting teams. Like, Arsenal, we've lost. We dropped points this week based on the fact that a bad decision made by a ref. Like, you, you're affecting teams. You're affecting league standings. You're affecting potential earnings. So, I mean, if, if I was the league, here's what I'm doing. You know that NBA two-minute report? Yes, that's what I was I, just about to ask as well. I need you, every injury. major incident, I need you to give me a step-by-step -step process of why you made that decision and then mm. release it to the public. Because mm. right now, it just seems like the rules are the rules for whether the refs are following aren't mm. consistent, but also it seems that the refs are making bad decisions. I think mm. VAR can be... Because in rugby, in cricket, in all these sports, NFL, it works. Why is it that in this sport it doesn't work? I just think people need to get on the same page and people, some people actually need to accept that their decision was wrong. Yeah, I think, I think I was even kind of shedding some light, not shedding some light, but I was kind of thinking through this through the other day and um, I don't know much about NFL, but correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, but once a referee makes a decision, don't they go to the screen and explain their decision or is that... Like, yeah, yeah. they've got yeah. speakers, they've got speakers, yeah. they'll explain the decision and say mm -hmm. how they... Yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm not advocating that we go that far in football, but I do advocate that we have some sort of um, understanding behind the referee's decisions. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, in terms of like the last two-minute report, I think that's a very good idea, to be fair, as well. But um, it's, it's an accountability thing, man. And I, and I, saw, I yeah. saw something earlier. I can't remember where I saw it, but if you look at every stage in football, every step in football, the players, the, the, the managers, the clubs... When they do something wrong, they're held to account, whether it be through a fine or, or something of some sort. Do you get what I'm saying? But the one kind of authority that isn't held to account is the referees. And it's, it, I think it's, it's not just in football, but it, it, in society, really, where the authorities aren't held to account for their actions, man. And I think at some point, you have to understand that 
the players are humans, the managers are humans, the, the, the board are humans. The referees aren't robots, bro. They're humans. No. They are they they're are susceptible to yeah. make mistakes as well. So if that's the case, yeah. if that's the case, then hold them to the same account they hold hold the players. Because like you said, this affects league standards. This affects money at the end of the day, bro. And the Premier League, it, it runs on money. So if it affects that to that degree, then of course you have to be able to hold them to account, man. Because if, if if the job's not good enough, then who can you point fingers at? Do you know what I mean? We have to be able to hold these people to some sort of account, man. If you think about if you think about this this way, remember the Aston Villa Sheffield United game, the first game out of lockdown last year, and that decision that went against Sheffield. Mm. Imagine if that goal was given, Aston Villa would be in the championship right now. Yep, mm. literally. So it's it's the fine it's the fine margins. I just think we need to. It's okay to make a mistake. I think everyone is in, players make mistakes, managers exactly. make mistakes. It's fine. Just let's have some accountability because I can't have Ian Wright tweeting that. It's all about McDean, you know, because that looks bad on McDean. It looks bad on the refs. If, but the, the reality is, yeah, if you take your personal decisions, it looks bad. Yeah. Mac, he, he needs to be washed. But anyway. Yeah, no, listen, someone needs to have serious words with McDean because it, it's been, people know the book is out. The book has been out for years that he wants to be the show. And that is no way. You know, a referee should go about approaching the game, man. That's how you get nonsense decisions like the Socek uh, sending off. That's one oh of them. My God. Do you know what I'm saying? That that decision. I don't, I, don't, I don't see how you get so wrong, though. I don't see how millions of people <laughs> you watch from home, the you know, and... watching the incident live. That's what. That's what I don't understand. Like, and don't apparently, understand how you get so wrong. because of a clenched fist. Like what? Like, yeah, man. Like, I don't, I don't understand. His... I don't understand where common sense is sometimes because if millions of people watching from home can see it and you have the the opportunity to now go and see it yourself, the same the same screen that we're watching it from, how do you get it so wrong, man? Like, Bro. how do you get it so, so wrong? That's what I don't understand. And my thing is, not only does it impact this game, it impacts games moving forward now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's just based off the back of a... Sh- just simply, just a stupid decision. Mm. Like, you have everything you need to make the correct decision. Um, yeah. We have the officials on the pitch. You got the the guys doing the VAR, and you have the VAR um, resources. Like how mm. how are we still getting those type of decisions? Because because it, it, in regards to VAR, VAR's never got a decision wrong. Do you know what I mean? In as much as it's got is is made some infuriating decisions, it's never got it wrong. It's technology. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? But it's now down to the rest and how you kind of. That, that liaison between VAR and the refs because the refs then shed their own complete interpretation on, on the matter, man. Yeah. And I think that's the issue. But if I would defend referees on this one, the rules also also aren't clear. I the agree. Rules are also, they're not consistent. So remember that old thing when you used to say, oh, we have the benefit of replays and the referees don't. Well, they don't have it anymore. That excuse mm. isn't, isn't there. So it's time to start getting those decisions right because it's, it's, becoming, it's looking bad. It's looking very bad. Mm. And again, for me, the more glaring issue is the, the game was basically over. It was 90, 92nd, 93rd minute. Now, that is one of their best players and he's not going to be able to play the following game because of a stupid decision. That is unacceptable for me, man. But let's, mm. uh, let's talk a little bit about your team, Nadim. Um, uh, I believe you lost, right? Or did you draw? You lost 1-0, yeah, right? Yeah, I lost, yeah. Lost one nil, tough game. Um, that was why you were catching a bit of rhythm, you know, finding your stride. Um, talk to me about Arsenal, man. How do you view the Arteta situation? Is he going to be able to to get Arsenal back into the top four big picture? And what are your goal, goals for um the rest of this season? 
Me, I've always said, I've I've always believed since we sacked Wenger, I always thought that Ateta was the one, and I'm still I'm still dying on top of that hill. I think Arsenal are paying for it, like ten years of making bad decisions. I I wrote I wrote one article for for Eyes on the Ball, and I was looking at the signings that Arsenal have made in the last ten years. Since I think since they no last ten years essentially, and Arsenal, only ten of those signings can you look at and go that was a good signing, it was worth it. You know they should do. They would do that again. Yeah. Only ten. Yes, only ten of the signings. I can't remember who it was. I'll find it and I'll show you guys. But it, they're still paying for those mistakes. This January window, instead of beginning, instead of bringing players in, you're having to ship bad contracts out, essentially, or you're paying people to leave. You can't yeah. have that situation. So, I think it's a long. I don't like saying a long-term thing because obviously we want to win now, but. It, there's still so much to do. That squad still has so many players playing week in, week out that just aren't good enough. So for the rest of the season, let's try and get, we we have to try and win the Europa League for one. And then let's try and get, so, like finish a six, seven, somewhere. Just play your best football on the way out. It's finishing a respectable. Yeah. Damn, man. Is, is this what's become? Because right now, no, right now we're tenth, and you have to be honest, we're tenth right now. There's Damn, no, we're not getting Champions League. League. I think, oh. funny enough, I think we're still the same amount of points behind Champions League we were starting the week or something like that. So, it, it's just the way it's, it's just the way the situation is right now. Man, I think for me, for me, the Arsenal situation. It's laughable, man, because we had we had this we had this episode when they were on a good run of form. I literally said it like, bro, I can't trust this team. Like, I can't trust this team to go on on the same stretch of form, man. And yeah, I get. I guess you can you can look at the the referees and the kind of decisions and stuff like that. But yeah. it, it like I, I say it all the time. It's typical Arsenal. Like, it's just constant heartbreak. It's just cool that like, you're. You're playing well for a bit, and you think, "Yeah, man, like we could." Whenever you guys look look like you're kind of breaking into that top four mold, something just happens, and you just set back again. It's just for me at this point, I, I have no more words for Arsenal. Like, I actually don't. I, it's laughable. I can't even tweet about about Arsenal games. I will tweet about everybody else. I can't tweet about Arsenal because I just know someone will come back to me. This you, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. So, yeah, it's just the yeah. way the situation is right now. Yeah, no, it's, t- it's tough being an Arsenal fan right now, man. Um, yeah, what I would say is, listen, positive. You, you got the youngsters, and the youngsters are proving yeah, themselves. The youngsters are doing yeah. bits. Yeah, doing yeah. Smith Rowe, he's but, been so impressive since he's uh, coming to the fold. But that's the biggest issue. You can't have Saka, Smith Rowe, Tierney, all these young players coming and Martinelli coming be your best players. That's mm. the issue. Like William, uh, anyway. Uh, I can't even. St- I, I don't even want to talk about that guy. But Aubameyang has had a bad season by his standards. Like Azet, he's had a decent season, but he's not the quality player that you need if you want to challenge for trophies. He's oh, a good striker. He's been playing well recently, but you just know with Pepe, it's you know, you know, one game good. gets on the ball, yeah. I just imagine like African bongo drums just playing. <laughs> like, random dances, like he just. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's the same move every time by the way bro, the same move. Like, oh, he's so me. one foot he's so one foot I remember I always say if I mean don't want your player don't don't go buy them because I remember when Pepe the whole, the whole buzz around him and Bayern a statement came not a statement but like a report came out that Bayern Munich don't see him as this top quality player that they think he's raw they don't think he's worth 70 million and Arsenal went and they gave him 72 million 
Look at us now. <laughs> he's good, but he's very inconsistent. That's, yeah. your, that's, that's your record signing right there, man. Boy. Record signing, you know. Yeah. The, the, what, what makes me laugh about it is you men are always complaining about finances, but two, three years down the line, you're still going to be paid. So, <laughs> literally, literally, you complain about finances, but this is what you spend your bread on. It's, it's like, <laughs> you see, that's the thing. It's, 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 like, it's laughable, man. Is that the guy who always has money? He never has money. As soon as he gets it, it's like that one he just buys everything Bro. and now he's broke again. Literally, let's touch on Chelsea a bit. Obviously, Tuchel's coming. I don't think obviously he got the draw um, when he initially came. I yeah, think they first won. Game, first game was a draw. How did they? How did they? they just won what's, two the, one. What's, the, what's the score now? They won 2 1. Yeah, they, won. Yeah. they just won 2 1. So, listen, that's. I think three three W's on the spin now. Yeah. Impressive start to um to life on the two show. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on you know two show? Um, like what he's trying to implement at Chelsea. Um, expectations for them this season. Uh, yeah, man. How how do you man feel that two shows um doing at Chelsea? Yeah, what's up, with you, Josh? I think I think obviously it's early. It's early, but you know what I mean, he 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 hasn't lost. Um, he's undefeated in his Chelsea stint. Um. But I feel like this Chelsea team, we've always looked at as a team that has mad potential, man. And with the signings that they bought, they're a team that they should be up there. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like his job for this season is to just get them as high as, as, high as he can. I don't personally feel like they'll they'll challenge for the title. Um, I feel like the, the the Frank Lampard stink kind of set them back a bit. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like his job right now is just to remit, just to provide some stability and um, just make them respected and feared, man. Because I do think that. Going forward, man, this Chelsea team is going to be scary, man. And if 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 he if he can prove to be a competent manager, then next year could be a scary one for Chelsea, man. Do you get what I'm saying? And but, listen, um, they, they've been linked to the likes of Erling Haaland, yeah, and man, him like that. So listen, and we know Roman yeah. Abramovich don't stunt. Like, yeah. he's, and he's making moves. All, yeah. all 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 I'll say is is that we should take time because yeah. this is this is a manager who. Fair enough, he's done his thing at, at, at um, PSG, but I think all of us can go to PSG and win and win a title at PSG, really and truly. Yeah. So really and truly, he 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 has nothing credible on his resume. Do you get what I'm saying? And this isn't an, an, an easy league to come in and dominate. So um, really and truly, I wouldn't be surprised if a few months down the line, the Chelsea fans start slandering him really and truly. <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that happens, man. But um, so far, so good. For him, uh, I do, I do, I do hope that. Do you know what I mean, he can prove to have a successful Chelsea career, man. But um, like I said, he hasn't, he hasn't proven anything. He hasn't done anything for me to think. Okay, cool. If this guy can get his team ticking, then it's long. Do you know what I mean? I'm just basing it off the the potential of the team, but not. Yeah. In, I, I just think if they have a competent enough manager, they can do well anyway. So hopefully, he can he can do that. Innit? He can be that guy. Yeah. 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 What I will say is. They've shown signs, man. Like under him, they're playing some good stuff. Like Jorginho and Kovacic as a tandem. Yeah, you know I mean, them men are doing their thing. I think yeah. it's similar to what we were saying, Josh, in terms of the Rodri's, the um, uh, uh, who's the other guy that I was thinking of, Thiago, um, hmm. them um, conductor type guys, Jorginho, them type of guys, they'll flourish in the right system. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. the way that Tuchel plays, I think, do you know what I mean? Jorginho is perfect for that kind of guy. Kante. Was, was, he looked bad when he came on and it feels like he's not really part of the fold anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not going to be part of their best 11. I so, think, um, yeah. Yeah, he, he loves those type of players. I think at Dortmund he had Weigl and Gundogan, I think, at one stage. And then at PSG he had Ferrati, Marquinhos and all these guys. But I, I've been I've been slightly impressed by what he's done. I think 
Tuchel is what happens when you have an experienced manager who knows what he, knows what he wants to do. I think with yeah. Lampard, he felt like that's why I'm convinced that Lampard didn't want a lot of those signings. But he felt like he was beholden to having to play these star guys. He had to play Ziyech, he had to play Werner, he had to play Pulisic, and all these guys that came in for big money, as well as the fact that he had to give the young players a chance. Uh, Tuchel has come in and said, "Okay, I, I'm going to play this way. If you fit my." If you fit the way I'm going to play, you'll play. That's why I don't think ZH played today. Havas wasn't on the bench. Pulisic was out. So, you know, he'll come in and he'll, his teams will always be, they'll play well, they'll build it from the back, they'll try and stretch the defence, they'll, they'll press from the front. I think is the thing with Tuchel is, will he be given the time? Because I don't think he was Chelsea's first choice. I think they wanted someone else. So, you can tell by the contract, 18 months. So They wanted Nagelsmann. They wanted Nagelsmann, yeah. yeah. So, and an 18-month deal is, is I, for me, that's where I had my reservations in terms of, you know, if you believe in this guy, why are you giving him 18-month contract? Very well, weird yeah. in terms of the season that you're going to be judging him on, it's, he's in the last year of his deal. Yeah. And we mm. know it's hard to be successful when you're in the last year of your deal. Do you know what I, I mean? Be, I, wouldn't player, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like an extra little incentive where we'll increase your contract about one year if you do this or something like that or there's an option in the contract but I think also the fact that he he does uh, like he does after a while he does begin to annoy some people and he does begin to frustrate some people that's his reputation at Dortmund he didn't leave on the best of terms at PSG apparently he wore, his, he wore out his welcome anyway so I think that's why maybe the contract is short because they know that this guy can be quite intense and it can be quite frustrating to work with so we'll see but yeah, so far so good yeah, that that is that's Chelsea for you anyway. Like if they ain't happy with the manager, he'll be gone quick, faster than a hurry, man. But, but uh, they they don't dwell on pride. They once they make a bad decision, they will let you go if they don't think you're yeah. working. So, um, last thing we'll touch on before we wrap it up, man. Um, Liverpool. I, I want to go back to Liverpool. Circle back to where we started. I've, I I heard I saw a stat that this is the worst. Um, like bounce back in terms of last year obviously City had the worst points from a champ like a reigning champ and I, I believe Liverpool are on pace to break that in terms of um one of the no. poorest um, do you know what I mean uh, in wow. terms of a champion poorest points marks um, do you men have fears that they might be at risk of missing the top four and is this the end of the, the, the not the dynasty but is the window closed like after after this season can they still go on and be the same team? Listen, I don't have any fears. If they decide to cash out, that's happy day <laughs> for me. That's one less competitor. But um, I don't know. I'm going, I'm going to kind of hold my, my brakes on, on the second question. I don't think this is it for them. Um, so like, like I said, bro, City went through the same, the same period. And it's just about if you have a manager that's good enough, they'll be able to kind of adjust through the transition stage. And I feel like that's what Liverpool are going to have to go through, man. Um, how well they can bounce back, like I said, it's up to the team. Um, I, I, I don't know how happy everyone is, though, because there's news about Salah not being happy at the club. Um, yep. Age. Age That's a big thing, mm-hmm. man. You have, to look at, you have to look at Firmino as well. Um, is he pretty much expiring? Uh, Mane, for me, I, last season, I even said on a pod that I, th- I thought it was the best winger in the world, but this year, he's... Hasn't it's great. Not not the same yeah, guy. I, I, me, me me personally, me personally, I just thought yeah, that. Same, I had him over was, Salah prior to this. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was I thought he was the best winger in the world, man. Personally, I thought it was unplayable, man. But um, 
yeah, this season hasn't been the same. And it, it, we, we said this, we, we talked a lot about, about systems as well, man. Have, has their system been found out? And if yes. so, yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If so, you're in trouble, man, because then, like, like, like you say, man, the hallmark of a great manager is being able to win in multiple mm-hmm. different ways, man. So if the system is done, then you have to look at a way to think, okay, cool, how else are you going to win with, this, with the same players that we have? And then you have to look at a guy like a guy like Trent. How is he going to play in another system? Because I feel yeah. like personally, this is the best system you're going to play in unless he's going to yeah. move positions. I think, mean? You, yeah, I think you play well on the pep, that Cancelo role where he comes into midfield. I don't want to get him out. I don't want no, to I, no, I think he would he would, play, he would thrive in that position. I think he would be good in that. This guy is Beckham playing in right back. That's what <laughs> he's Beckham <laughs> playing in right back, bro. But... Um, yeah, now moving forward for Liverpool, man, it's, it's just about being able to transition success, successfully, man. That's just going to be the biggest thing for them and reworking that system in, in a way that best suits their players, man. I, I yeah, think it's going to be certain of them. Just one point. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be tough, man. Like, it's tough. Like, it will be still. Yeah. It'll be hard on cities. Yes. Because, firstly, they don't have the money that City do. Yeah. Secondly, like, they struck gold, and it's hard to do that twice in terms mm. of Salah costs what 30 M's, money costs like 30 M's. That's hard to find. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Guys that go on to become the best in the world at their position and getting them, my bad, they're getting them on a discount. Like that is super hard to find. That's why I think the Jota signing is huge because that's one piece that you can say, at least we've got a forward that you know we can believe in moving forward. Like, mm-hmm. I believe that's the guy that they can believe in. Like he can be a starter along that front three. Um, and they brought in Tiago. Yeah, you know I mean, so if you do want to change your style of play, Tiago's a guy that can slot in and play a number of different roles, number of different um like systems. So I think but but then again, my issue is Tiago again is a guy about to hit 30. Van Dyke mm-hmm. coming off uh, the ACL, um, 30 years old. Jordan Henderson, your captain, your leader, 30 years old. Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Firmino, all 30 years old. Like, these men are all... My, that, my is, they're all coming to the end at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, how do you replace them all at once? Mm-hmm. So, um, how do you feel about it, man? Like, is Liverpool's window closing? No, I, I don't think so. I think they don't have to... They just have to retool their team more than anything. You continue to invest in younger players. Something like Bayern Munich did. When Bayern Munich were pushing out... Uh, um, Robin and Ribery and, and Lam, they were just replacing them and bringing through younger players. So the transition maybe took one year of like down down year, but it's just so, simple. Not Bayern Munich are weird though, man. These lot somehow they they bought yeah. all these players any player they want. Ne- next it's to true. nothing, man. It's true. How but was going to be for? Wasn't going to be free. Be- yes. Change. Bro, 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 that's what I'm saying. Max. Liverpool, that, that, that is not happening. And if we're honest, this is their team. Like, they've been successful. Before Salah Mane and the man showed up, it was the old school Liverpool, like, finishing sixth, seventh. Do you know what I mean? They haven't shown us the ability to adjust. So so how do they... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not proven that they can bring in a new, like... Uh, like squad of not squad but like group of players and have mm. that same level of success with those guys. Yeah. I mean it's tough. Because Pep, Pep's shown that he's done it. He's brought in Bernardo Silva. He's brought in like um guys that have come in okay yeah. not Mario but 
Mahrez is playing more of a role now that yeah. Sane is on Rodri. Do you know what I mean? Ruben Diaz. Torres Liverpool. is going to be a good player. But I, yeah, I, 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 I think Hello. for the rest of the season, I think Liverpool will be fine. because I think they have too many good players not to get into top four. I also think playing the Champions League will help them because it will be a game. It's just away from everything. Just a game. It's just like a game to get your mind right. But they have to be Leipzig, dude. That's a tough game. But mm. but no, I, I think they they just have to retool their team. They have they're so reliant on a core group of guys. And I think. But what do you think they that, need? I think that just as a start, I think having Joe Gomez there as a start, a younger player. I also think bringing in because Kabak is highly rated in Germany. I haven't seen much of him, but apparently he's highly rated. So if Klopp can develop him, maybe he can be their centre back. They have they're young in relative positions. Curtis Jones is coming through. I, I think at some stage they'll probably bring Brewster back. Um, and they've got other young players. I do think they, they need, need to, to revamp the midfield, man. They do need yeah. to revamp. Um, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo out. Mention who's 30. And I think he's in the last year of his deal. Yeah, he's probably out this season. So they'll... They're, they're, they're in a good place with Fabinho, though. Fabinho's still young. Yeah, yeah so it's not, like, yeah, it's not like they're all in every single position. They just... It's that front three that Jota will come in. They'll probably have to find another striker Somewhere. That's why I think they wanted Werner. So the, so the thing is, how, how, if, if, if Salah goes, how are you gonna how are you gonna find a player that brings in the same level of production? Not immediately. Salah? No, not without spending a lot of money. Mm. You know, no one and, Salah and, to and, me is and, with Neymar. I think they're the two best wingers. And and then and then you have to ask yourself, in comparison to the other clubs like a, a Bayern Munich or, or a City, do you Liverpool have the same pulling power with these other teams? Now probably yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they have the now they have the pulling power, but they don't have the same financial power. It's the financial strength. Mm. Like FSG, FSG are going to have to give Klopp some money because this is not okay. They spent money this window, but it, it almost seems like they're very, very no the the window before when they brought in Jota and Thiago, but it, it almost seems that yeah, it almost seems like they're very. I don't want to give you this amount of money, but okay, here you go. Yeah, right. yeah, so just pay, like, give spend some money. If even look at the centre back situation, um, mm. they they've needed a centre back for, for months now, and they haven't addressed it. Do you know what I'm saying? They addressed it obviously as of recently, but it, it took them long to, to to deal with that issue, and that's had mm. a knock on effect. Um, I, I that, think that's going to be something we have to keep an eye on, man. Go ahead, and but that's what we're, that's what we were telling Liverpool fans. They had a relatively injury free ride yeah. last season. The only person yeah, that really suffered injuries was Chamberlain and Keita. And they mm. weren't like key to your team. Mm. Now you have suffered injuries. This would have been the perfect transfer window to go and say, okay, we need to find a defender if Van Dijk gets injured or we need to find someone to replace Trent if he gets injured. Someone like, you know, they replaced, I think they did well with Justin. That was a good signing. You can't control right. his injuries. Yeah. Uh, Thiago was a good signing, but, and bringing in Curtis Jones is a good, he's a, I think he's a really good player yeah. as well. Yeah. So, but they missed the trick without or not replacing their defense early on, or not you know helping their defense early on. I think the um, the, the one that we have to keep an eye on is um, what Josh said. Like, how do you replace your talisman? Salahs are probably the the best goal scoring winger we've seen in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, there's already rumblings that he, he potentially wants out. Um, age is a, is a, already an issue. Like, how do Liverpool go about replacing that guy, man? That's something we definitely have to keep an eye on. Um, but any any closing remarks, lads, before we wrap it up? Thanks, lads, man. <laughs> <laughs> great, great weekend, man. In pole position. But, but, what about but you, lad, you've got some tough fixtures okay. coming up, though. Who you got? You got some, 
We've got you guys soon, have you? Yes, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have you, man, soon. That, that, yeah, that's, that, that, that'll be a huge game. I think, game I think that, that, that game... Could wrap it up for you, man. Yeah, it could wrap it up still. I can't lie. That I didn't realise we were like... I didn't realise we were 23 games into this season. If I thought I didn't season just started. And I'm yeah, looking today, there's 23 games done. I'm thinking City are 15 games from, like, winning the league. Or, or 10 games, basically. So... They they look good. They look good, and I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. I know, and I hope I hope we get to see Aguero before his contract finishes again because just yeah, one, one of the best. One, one last bow out, man. Yeah, oh, yeah man. I need a one the, last the, sc- out, the scary thing is you're about to win the league and then probably replace Aguero going into next season. That, that, that city have barely spent money as well. They haven't like they haven't been yeah, spending the last compared, couple of years. That's what we used yeah. to. Do. We haven't really spent a lot still. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you man could be. Be scary still. You could, you could be saying some serious things moving forward, man. But the man. Abu Dhabi money, come on, <laughs> listen, money talks big, man. Money, money talks, talks big, bro. Man. But, um, it's been a great episode, lads, man. It's been a fire episode. Um, obviously, the um, the, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, <laughs> and, um, do all of that good stuff for us. Um, we appreciate the love. Um, we're growing, obviously. Um, you know, we touch on all topics. We got the Premier League show, obviously. Got and Super Bowl's on the way. Go back, check out our our interview with uh, Jeff Reinbold. Um, NBA episodes dropping on the regs. Right, big up team man for that as well. That was a good episode. That was a massive. Love, man. Um, and listen, check out the NFL coverage as well. Jeff obviously is going to be breaking down plays on that. Um, yeah, but eyes on the ball, man. We don't stop the content's always coming. You know the gang roll deep. But um, yeah, man, we will leave it there. It's been a fire episode. Been eyes on the ball, boys, man. Come on, now you know. Thank you. Front three.